Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Captain Jim Palmer, the dream business coach. I have a fantastic interview. Uh, my special guest is, um, he's actually in the same state as I am, which is kind of rare. He's in Annapolis, Maryland, Matt Balducci. And uh, let me read his professional bio, and then we're going to have a great conversation. We've been chatting here in the green room. Matt is an, edu- Matt is an entrepreneur and high-performance coach. He, he was taught hard work at a young age as a top-performing athlete playing baseball for the USA team in high school. Wow. Bit by the entrepreneurial bug in college, he ran an $80,000 business through College Works Painting, the largest residential painting company in the United States, and then grew a marketing company to $500,000 in revenue. He went on then to the corporate world as a top salesman and consultant, only to realize, heck no, <laughs> the entrepreneurial bug is too strong. <laughs> Got to keep go back and scratch that. Once, once you swim in the entrepreneurial pool, you'll never work for somebody else again. Anyway, that's not Matt's bio. That's all me. <laughs> Matt started as a general, um, he started a general contracting business and grew it from zero to two and a half million dollars in revenue in just four years, growing every year by an average of 50%. He has coached hundreds of millennial college students to run businesses ranging from 60000 to $650,000. He recently sold his business for a high six-figure payout after turning 30. Matt decided on top of business and family to pursue his true passion as a motivational speaker and high performance coach. He launched his YouTube channel to help others through his experience and expertise and has also helped countless entrepreneurs multiply their profits using his systematized approach. Matt, it's so great to connect with you. And after, you know, reading that again, I, I kind of skimmed all my interviews because I do so many in a row, but man, it's no wonder we're having a good conversation. How are you doing today? <laughs> it's going well it's it's funny because when we jumped on i didn't realize you were just right over i could have i could have just drove over to you and hopped on your boat <laughs> i know so, right <laughs> we'd, be, we'd be sitting here sharing my one microphone <laughs> oh yeah well the rain uh, it would have been a fun drive with the rain today but uh but yeah it would have been awesome <laughs> so I, I always ask people um are you a first generation entrepreneur or did your, your parents or grandparents, did somebody inspire you for that route or where did that, um, where did that start? It's kind of interesting. Um, I would technically say I'm a first generation, but my dad um, is a mechanic. I've never really made a ton of money, but he would do side, side projects and uh, he kind of ran a very, very, very small, small business out of his, uh, out of our garage. Um, so I did see kind of the difference between working for someone and then also what he made when he did his own, when he did his own work. Um, I always tried to actually push my dad to, to start businesses and he never, or go start official businesses, but he, he never took the leap of, or the risk. And um, I think that's what kind of spawned me to, to go after it, just knowing that he always wanted to, but he never did. And I was like, well, I'm not going to let that happen to me. <laughs> and so yeah. I um, just dove head in. I dove head first. I got lucky because the the um, first business I ran was just a small painting company when I was in college. It's kind of the traditional 
you know, uh, student painting business and did really well. And that's what made me realize that I can make a lot of money running businesses versus working for other people. And it did was, you see it was yourself, did, Matt, did you see yourself as a great painter or a great salesperson? Like, were you the rainmaker in the business and had other people painting or were you chief cook and bottle washer? So I was not painting actually. I was, it was actually awesome. I, um, it was, it was odd because, um, I actually sucked at sales uh, for the first probably month or so of the of when I started that business, and then things uh, it was just like a weird click, and then all of a sudden I started closing at the highest rate in the company, and um, and then when it came to management, actually management of employees was like my specialty. I didn't even know it, but I think it came from playing sports and being a captain on the teams, and you know knowing how to direct people. So I did do a little bit of painting, but it was very, very small, maybe a couple cleanups here or there. But my, uh, it was actually my first experience having employees who can do the work for me while I got to, you know, make the, the, the profit and, and manage the profit and make sure that I was making money on the job and paying out, paying out uh, wages and co- covering my costs and learning about profit margins. And um, I had the highest profit margin as a um, as a painting company that um, the highest you possibly could. I was very good at con- uh, cost control, which was interesting at 19. Yeah, <laughs> so, really? <laughs> um, but it was, it was great. It was, a, I, it was a great summer. It was a super hard summer, probably the hardest summer I've ever had, even to this date. But, um, but I, that's when I learned a ton about just who I was and kind of that I, I did need to be a business owner if, in my life. And so it was really cool. And then you started a general contracting business. Now, what was that? I mean, actually like building homes or did you have a, a niche specialty? So we did. It's funny. Um, so I uh, started a marketing company in, uh, right after that. And that was just kind of on the bandwagon of social media. Um, just jumped on that bandwagon and made some money throughout college. And then um, I, went, I, uh, I actually collapsed that business. Um, that was when I was like around 23. I collapsed that business um, through a learning curve and couple things. And so I ended up uh, needing to jump into the corporate world, ended up doing that. And then I hated it. <laughs> so yeah. um, I, uh, so the, the general contracting company was actually started as a painting business. Cause I, I was like, okay, I know this company, I know this type of business. Um, and I was, uh, the, I joked and tell, tell people all the time, I didn't have a million ideas around businesses and I just knew that I can generate income um, so I, um, so I start. I said, okay, this time around, instead of running this small business as a 19 year old, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna launch this business and see what I can take it to. And, uh, so we did, we started as a painting business again. And then as every year we added on, uh, another service or general contracting, um, still, still smaller, uh, residential properties. The, the, our average job size wasn't very large, but, um, but we would, uh, but I ended up, uh, at the, when I sold the company, I just sold it actually. Um, and, uh, we had, uh, we had 50 crews working for us, all subcontractors. And, um, we had about 15 sales reps that, um, were out there. And then I had a, a couple different, I had a VP of sales who actually bought me out and then I had a, a VP of production. And so we were able to build it out to a, a sizable, um, sizable residential, uh, GC company. It wasn't, it wasn't anything crazy, but it was a lot of fun. And it was just time to move on from that, uh, that world. <laughs> so. so where you are now, Matt, um, are you starting over again? This is like your third or fourth time starting over. Yeah, this is my fourth business. Um, and, um, it's been fun. It's been like the wild, wild west. Now the, the crazy part is, and I'm sure a lot of people that are listening on your, in your audience are business owners and they can maybe relate to me, but 
it actually hit me probably about three weeks ago where it hit me for the first time that I don't have like a million employees calling me. I don't have, you know, all these clients. And, um, at first I was all excited about that, but now I'm looking at it and going, all right, I got to build this business fast so I can get back to, <laughs> back to that world. Cause at first I was like, Oh, that's going to be great. But now I'm like, Oh, what do I do? Okay. I guess I can make another video, but, um, but yeah, no, it's been amazing so far, but, um, and it's also been an interesting switch, but basically I'm going to for it. Um, looking to do actually kind of what you did, Jim is build out a, a coaching and speaking business. And, um, it's been a lot of fun networking and meeting a lot of people jumping on podcasts. And I've been networking around the Maryland area, like a hawk, um, as well as I have a network back home where I'm from in Chicago. And so, um, but yeah, it's fourth time around. You, you remember how it is in the beginning. Wild, wild west. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> running, running and learning. And um, it's a whole new, luckily I can sell, luckily I can recruit and I know how to, how to manage people. So those are the lucky skills that I, I've gained over the course of my life. And I know how to systemize things, but the, the, um, the big thing I'm learning now is the industry as a whole and just learning the, the nooks and crannies nooks and crannies of um, speaking and, and, um, and coaching. It's a really crowded space. Um, it's massive. <laughs> and, and I think what separates, um, it, first of all, I, I turned 60 in June. So if I sound like, a, like, like an old codger a little bit here, you'll forgive me. But <clears throat> what, I think is, what I think is part of the problem is it's so crowded with people who haven't really done anything in their lives, <clears throat> created success, even built one business. And now they were, they're taking money and putting themselves out there as a coach, high performance success coach. I'm, that's your words. I'm not saying this about you because you've obviously had some success, no, but you know, it's like <clears throat> what I always tell people, if, if you see an 18 year old life coach who wants to tell you how to have an awesome life, you better run. Cause what do you know about life at 18? Right. <laughs> and by the same token, if somebody's telling you, I can help you build a six figure, multiple six figure or seven figure business. And they have yet to do it themselves once you should run there. So what's interesting about your story is you're, you're kind of the real deal. Now, <clears throat> There's probably a, there's a whole lot of work to do, and I won't turn <laughs> won't turn my interview into a coaching session. But you you've really it's okay. I'll take I'll take whatever advice Jim give me whatever advice you can. I'll take it. Don't worry. <laughs> but Matt, you you have um you have so how old are you, Matt? Like thirty right now? Yeah, I just turned thirty. I'm gonna be thirty one in October. So. so if you think about it, this is like your fourth business and you've, you've, you've started, so you've started four businesses, you sold one for a, a very nice payout. You've got the track record. And what I think so many people need to figure out um, is not to have the, the, the net or the umbrella so wide open that you catch anybody and everybody. Um, you, you really want to figure out what is the niche that's got the most potential to be attracted to you, to be attracted to your experience. Because I'll tell you, there's, there's, there's no shortage in any niche. You know, the painting industry, for example, which is where you came from. Um, I'm familiar with the painting industry, insurance. It doesn't matter. Most people, the 80-20 the rule or the top 1% exists. And you have to figure out, how do I find the people who are doing okay, yet they're super hungry, super motivated, and are willing to learn and willing to invest with somebody who, who can be a mentor? That's your audience. It's not every painter who's, you know, getting up at the crack of dawn, painting, you know, going, cleaning up just a little bit to go do um, – 
you know, estimates and meet potential customers and then cranking out their own invoices at home. <laughs> I mean, no offense to that, but that's probably not the person who's your, your target audience, right? So anyway, my point is, and I want to ask you a question is what, no matter what field you're in, you really have to know who your avatar is because the more you know that, the more the language you use, the marketing you use, how you, how you find them, how they connect with you and things like that. So, um, I want to ask you at, at 30 now you've, you've started four businesses. How did you, um, and even let me ask you, did you maintain a work life balance or was it all just work, 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 build businesses? Cause, cause you were young. So, um, so it's funny because it hit me when I had my son that I did not truthfully for the audience, I did not have a very good work-life balance. Um, now let me take a, that a little bit back. I enjoyed my life. I traveled a ton with my wife and, uh, we did a ton of travels. Um, but when I was at, when I was in town, I was either working nights, weekends. Um, when I first launched my last business, I was working, you know, a hundred hours a week and, what I, uh, what I realized was that wasn't very healthy long-term. Um, and so I had my son and essentially that's what hit me um, in regards to what I think a lot of entrepreneurs do is they just grind, 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 and they don't learn how to systemize out their companies. And so what I did was over the last four years uh, for my year one, we did about 700,000 year one. And um, when we did that, I was working a hundred hours a week. And then last year um, when we did 2.5, um, I was only working about 25 hours a week. And um, what I did was I was able to systemize out my business and every single year I would remove 10 to 15 hours a week from my life of work. And, um, and then I, I learned that as an entrepreneur specifically, you have to set boundaries, not with your employees. Well, you do need to set boundaries with your employees and, and, and your clients, which I'll, we'll talk about in a second. But, and you already know a lot of this, Jim. But, um, but what, I, uh, what I learned was I had to set boundaries with myself because I was the guy who, you know, if the phone rang, I was going to pick it up no matter what, even if it was at 5am or midnight, or if I was out to dinner with my wife at the time. Um, and over time, I realized that that wasn't healthy for anyone. And so I started setting boundaries with myself specifically as an entrepreneur. And I said, all right, Matt, you're going to have family time, um, which now I have kids. So from five o'clock to seven, seven thirty at night. And then in the morning, I, I don't take a, a phone call uh, from anybody in terms of employee or clients until 10am every day. Um, and then I don't take a call, uh, between five o'clock and seven thirty every day. Um, and then there's only a little bit of a back end if someone absolutely needs me. And so I set that boundary, not just with my employees and my clients, but with myself. And what I do is I've locked my phone in my office because, uh, just like anybody, I'm addicted to my cell phone. So if, even if I say, Matt, don't take the call, Matt, don't look at your phone. If it's upstairs with me and I'm hanging out with my son and my wife, I'll still pick it up. So I would say that in the beginning, I was just a grinder. I would just go out there and hustle, you know, driving all over the place, meeting people, trying to build out my company, uh, doing whatever I had to do. But over time, I realized that that wasn't sustainable um, as an entrepreneur. And, and so I started learning that you can hire people to do things for you, which was, that was the first learning lesson, which was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, Delegate then, or stay um, small forever, right? And, oh yeah. It's so fun. Well, a lot of my clients I work with, I noticed that they, that, that's their biggest issue is they don't, they don't know how to, they don't know how to delegate to, to the right people. Um, so, and then, um, so that was the first thing I learned and that was amazing. And then that, the second thing, like I said, was just setting boundaries with myself, which has helped immensely. It's it just, I just feel more, more energized, a lot, a lot healthier. I get more done, you know, I'm able to hang out with my family more. And 
now that I'm, I'm going into the world that you lived for the last, you know, 20 plus years of, uh, growing a family and a business, <laughs> and, yep. um, there's a, there's a massive, massive balance. And I never, my dad was a great man in terms of he was always around and he was always there. And I want to, I want to have it all. I want to be able to, to, you know, to do it all. And obviously there's times where you have to say, Hey, I got to go focus on this for now. But, um, but I tell, tell people all the time, it's that you, you can, it's just, you got to be very structured with your day. And that's what, that's what I learned is that you can actually structure out your time to the point where you actually have more time. And it was, it's been a, it's been a great journey, a good learning experience too, as a young guy, but also just being the typical hardworking grinder that they tell you to be out there. And, and then I'm like, wait a second, there's another way. That's right. <laughs> do that. Oh my gosh. You know what I say about work-life balance, there's a balance to work-life balance, right? Because um, sometimes a, a, a client will tell me that. And I said, let me give you a scenario because I'm not here to prove you wrong, but I, I want you to have eyes wide open. If you, if you, had a prospect and um, you've been nurturing this relationship. You've been trying to get a meeting with this person. It could be a game changer in your business. Right. And, um, and it's, it's Thursday and it's like four 30 and you're getting ready. You're bound and determined. You're going to get out of there at five o'clock and, and go watch little league, right. For your son or, or daughter. And the phone rings and it's this prospect that you've been nurturing for six months. And he says, Hey, it's so-and-so I'm, I'm in town. I didn't let you know I was coming cause I, I'm, I was, I was supposed to fly out this afternoon, but they just canceled my flight. I'm here till morning. How would you like to have dinner? And, and I'll, you know, we can, you can talk, tell me about what it is you want to share with me. So the question is, do you go to dinner or do you say, gee, sorry, I'm going to go to little league. And you know, when it, I think part of it depends on where you are in building your business, but it also depends on, um, on how much I did a video this morning, sacrifice equals commitment. So when you're building, when you're building a business and, and you know, I'm, I'm grateful that my kids were pretty much grown when I started. I think my youngest were 13 or 14 at the time. So, but with young kids, I mean, I can see it's going to be a real challenge because I'll tell you that my mindset is, man, I would take that meeting, right? I mean, gosh, that's what it's all about when you're building a business. But and I'm sure there's people who go, Jim, shame on you. Work-life balance, you know. What, what would you do in that no, case, no. Matt? You take, the, you take the meeting. You take the meeting. So here's why is that if you do it right and you've already structured out your life and you do, and you're, you do have a good work-life balance, and that one meeting is just a one-off meeting, right? So if I popped my wife a call and said, hey, babe, listen, I got an opportunity to meet with Jim Palmer right now. He said, Matt, come meet me over at, <laughs> come, come meet me on my boat. Um, she would say, all right, well, I'll pick up, I'll take care of it tonight. And you know, you go do that, but it's a one-off meeting. But what you want to be careful of is making that a constant, uh, a constant theme in your, in your career. And what I mean by that is where every single situation is this like glorious thing. Cause then you become the, the wolf, the boy who cried wolf, you know, and that's what yes. happened to me where, every single thing but so i adjusted that over the years and now my wife knows that if i say hey like i'm i'm a part of a couple of networking groups and i'm i do toastmasters and like tonight we have a i have a toastmasters meeting and my wife knows that uh, i'm not going to be there on the back end of our family time and and that's we scheduled that in a long time ago so there's little things that you do for business that you can schedule in and then you make up for it later on in a different capacity and i think there's a lot of young people out there that are saying, Hey, I need work-life balance. The problem with the term work-life balance is I don't believe that there is a work-life balance. I think you have to, it all, it all kind of works together. And, um, 
I used to be the guy like, okay, I'm going to try to turn off my brain. I'm going to turn off my brain when I come home. It, I don't care. Yeah, how good luck much with that, try. right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you. And that's the thing. It's awesome talking to talking to you, Jim, because you you have so many years of experience. But you know that it's like there's no way to turn off your business brain. Like it's it's almost impossible. You're always thinking about how you're growing or who your clients are going to be or who you know, and you can't help it. It's just how we who we are. So the only way you can do it is you can just bring everything together. Now you do need to, again, set boundaries with yourself. But if you set that expectation with your, your, your spouse or, or whoever you're dating, or if you're single, then great, just go do the meeting. <laughs> but yeah. um, if you have a basket, but, uh, but I would, I would go do that meeting. Um, and, and, but again, my wife would understand and because of how structured my life is, um, she would know that it was super important to me because it's not, you know, it's not the boy who cried wolf scenario of like, Hey, I have this other important thing. I have this other important thing. It's like, no, this is, this is really, really important. Like I had a, um, a couple months ago in April, I had an opportunity to go to a conference and it was an impromptu one. It was like, um, it was basically, I don't know. I think I got the call and the conference was like a week and a half out. And um, I forget what we had uh, happening. Um, or we were, uh, my wife and I were actually going to a wedding the week before. And then we had another trip the week after that conference. And that, that would have meant that, uh, we would have been gone. I, she, as I would have been gone three weeks with her twice. And then, and she was like, well, and then, so I had to sell my wife on it. And there's, there's times where you have to sit down and you have to, you know, make sure you get business done too. And, um, you know, I, I find that it's just, again, don't, don't be the person who's constantly doing that unless you, unless you're like meeting these great, great people a hundred all the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, right. um, but I, I know that's a super long, super long answer to that, but <laughs> no, it's okay. This, I knew it'd be a good conversation and the clock is qu quickly ticking away. I want to ask you about, um, so you've built up, uh, some teams in your first business and then in your, in the last business sold, you had, you had quite a team as, as you stated, how did you find and hire the right people? That's by far one of the biggest challenges that emerging companies have is finding and hiring, keeping the right people. How did, how did you manage that? So first and foremost, I think in business, and this is kind of where my specialty lies and what I help a lot of uh, my, my higher end clients do is, is systemize out their, their, their business in every aspect. And so recruiting is one of those aspects. So I think that a lot of times most, most business owners don't have a recruiting system, even if they're only going to hire a one, one person. Now I was hiring a lot of people because I was hiring a sales force to go out and knock on doors and basically um, go sell. And so I had to, you know, I was hiring 50, 50 plus people a year, um, knowing that, you know, in the sales world, which is what my team was that you would have, you'd have attrition, you'd have people who, who didn't make it as a salesperson. And um, so the nice part is, is I just take my same sales, uh, my same uh, recruiting system, and I just implement it with them. And so the first thing you have to do, it's funny how you were describing, you have to have your avatar as a business coach, you have to know who you want. It's the same kind of concept in recruiting for that role specifically, you need to have the avatar that you really want to hire. Um, and so a lot of times people don't even know who they're trying to hire. They're just like, well, I need it. I need this per I need a business manager. It's like, well, what do you want that business manager to do? What do you want that person? You know, what, what background do you want them to have? What are they doing in your office? Obviously a business manager could be a million different uh, things at different businesses. So what do you, what tasks are they doing? What skill set do you want? And you, you need to get really specific and write it down jokingly, like you're about to look for your, your wife or your husband, you know, like what do you want in your wife or your husband and write it down. And so same concept with business is you need to know exactly who is the right fit. And then after that, then you need to put together a nice ad, you know, something that's going to 
you know, get that person to read it. And then you want to interview and then you want to have, so that's the, the first section of hiring the right person. And then after that, you have to have a, a proper interview interview. And a lot of times, again, business owners that I've worked with, they don't know how to interview the right way. So they bring someone in and they ask the wrong questions or they're just kind of doing an interview to do an interview. And that's the worst thing you can do because you might as well just said, here's the job. Here, um, stick a brush and, in or, his hand, right? Point him to the job site. Oh yeah. It's, it's great. It's crazy. You know, and, and even in the painting industry, painting's a little different, but um, you know, I have a client who's a chiropractor, a gym owner, um, another one that um, owns a, constru- a construction company as well. And then another one that has a cleaning business and all of them um, had the same issue. They just, they needed to hire a new worker. And a lot of them were afraid to because one, they didn't want to delegate because they were, you know, it's the whole entrepreneurial cliche of I do it. The, I'm the, I'm the only one who can do it the right way. Um, the reason is you haven't found the right person to do it the right way. And so there's, you just got to systemize them to make the answer shorter. Um, Jim, you just have to have a systemized approach to recruiting where by the end of it, you have the right person in the right seat. And if you have the right person in the right seat, that's how you exponentially grow your company. Cause then you could, you can train that person on board them and then they'll run that side of your business for you. And you just have to do check-ins and then you can go take your entrepreneurial brain and go focus on other things, whether it's whatever your passion is. You know, you were saying about what you, you teach people is, you know, what makes, what, uh, what do you enjoy doing the most? I personally enjoyed sales in my company. So I, I got an opportunity after I built out my business. I didn't want to talk about painting. I didn't want to even know when a house got painted. <laughs> yeah. I, I got to go focus on, I got to go focus with the sales force and help them, you know, learn sales and enjoy the, the growth over there. So um, I don't know if that answers that for you, but <laughs> it certainly does. It's you know, but I got. I would love to have you back in a in a couple months, Matt. Um, I didn't get half the questions because I knew we'd have a good conversation. So hopefully, I can get you back. And in the meantime, um, I'm sure people want to connect with you and and uh, learn more learn more about you. Maybe we got a couple painters listening or or whatever. So feel free to give some information out. Awesome, I appreciate it, Jim. So. If anybody just wants free content, um, I have a YouTube channel. It's uh, in the beginning phases. So go on there, um, check out some of the videos. They're really good. Um, there's success, uh, success habits, a lot of the things that I teach. And then there's a lot of business, business concepts like how to hire, do a hiring meeting and things like that, how to recruit. Um, and then um, if you want to follow me on Instagram at Matt Belducci, I put out two videos a day. Um, those are a little bit more uh, self-helpy and motivational, but they're still good. Maybe give you a kick in the butt along the way. Um, and then if you, um, if you want to learn more about what I do as a business coach, um, obviously you have the King business coach on, on here, Jim, uh, Jim Palmer. But if you want to learn how, uh, learn a little bit about my, my business coaching, um, you can go to mattbelducci.com and there is a link to schedule up a appointment with me. Um, if, you know, if you would, if you would uh, like to do that, feel free to. Um, and, um, you know, I do typically, and again, um, Jim, feel free to, feel free to, um, <laughs> to boot this off the podcast if it doesn't work for you. But if anybody wants to set up um, a free 60 minute call, um, you can go to go.mattbelducci.com slash momentum. And it doesn't matter if you just want to get free value for an hour right now, I got the time to do it. Um, in about a, probably a year from now, I won't be able to do this anymore. But for now, um, if anybody wants to hop on a call and see if it makes sense for us to work together, feel free to do that. But those are a couple of different ways you can reach me or, or just follow me. Um, a lot of, a lot of it's free. Um, and, uh, that would be awesome. And I appreciate it, Jim. <laughs> hey Matt, thanks so much. This has been a really, really fun interview. And as I said, I'd love to have you back in the fall after, uh, after my event, we get a little more time. So, um, thank you so much.
Thank you. Hey, folks, that wraps up this very special interview with Matt Balducci. And um, yeah, I'm not going to edit that out. <laughs> what I've told, I, I, it's interesting. In, 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 in 10 years of coaching, I've helped more coaches start and or grow their practices. And people, why do you do that? First of all, I don't want to help everybody. It's insane thinking to think that you're the only person on the planet. So anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to do that. Go schedule a call with Matt. And uh, seems like a really good guy. Speaking of uh, my event, Dream Business Academy is happening September 26th, 27th, 28th in beautiful San Diego. Uh, I don't have one scheduled after this, so it's possible. This might be the last one, although you just never know what the future holds. But go to dreambusinessacademy.com, dreambusinessacademy.com, two and a half days of 100% content, pitch-free zone. It's an amazing event. And if we're not connected yet at, uh, on my free Facebook group called Build Your Dream Business Now, you can fix that at dreambizgroup.com, dreambizgroup.com. That is it. Until next week, another great interview. I am Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach, and you take good care. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.